The following dramatisation is based on Mark's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 3 to 9. Hi, I'm Angela Ward and welcome to my podcast, A Beautiful Thing. Currently, I teach religion in a Catholic high school, but I have a background as a professional actress in the UK. My first series is called The Twelve Women of the Gospel, where I dramatise a different narrative from our sisters in the scriptures. In today's episode, we hear from Mary of Bethany, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. You may like to pause the podcast after the monologue to allow the scene to resonate with you or to write in your journal before we move into the next section, where I will be sharing more about the woman in this episode and then closing with a prayer. If you enjoy the podcast, I would be delighted if you can click and subscribe and connect on social media, share it with a friend and or support the work with your prayers or donate on Patreon to help me produce more episodes. It is my hope that through the podcast, a beautiful thing, that Yeshua will bless you. I invite you to pause now and rest and imagine the scene unfolding before your eyes. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me, he said. How I remembered those words, how they kept ringing in my ears as if it were only yesterday. I had come to see him, Yeshua, in Shimon's house, days before the Pesach. I needed to see him to thank him for all that he had done for me and especially Lazarus. It was nine o'clock in the morning when it started. The trial before Pilate, the Roman prefect of Judea. Martha, Lazarus and I had travelled to Jerusalem for Passover. We had hoped that we would see Yeshua there with Peter and the rest of the disciples. But this Passover was busier, more intense than the other years, and the streets of Jerusalem were heaving. The zealots had been enticing anger in the synagogue, stirring up the promise of a Messiah, a warrior that would save us from the oppression and the tyranny of Rome. I had an uncomfortable relationship with the teachers of the law. I heard them muttering, muttering indignantly so that he and I could hear them. Why waste this perfume? The money could have been given to the poor. It's more than a year's wages. I loved and honoured him. We all did. I loved listening to his teaching, sitting at his feet, learning from him, as he explained so simply great mysteries that no mere human could know. 
I had dared to wonder who he was, but it was Martha who called him Son of God when our brother was raised. Well, maybe that's why I did it. Felt the compulsion to also tell him that I too believed. But I couldn't find the words as tears fell from my eyes as I broke the jar of nard over his head. Leave her alone, he said. That's what I wanted to shout out now in the crowd. Leave him alone. What has he done to us that we would treat him this way? She has done a beautiful thing for me, Yeshua said. He defended me in front of the men who wanted to condemn me, who wanted to criticise me for what I had done for my Lord. And how good it was to anoint him. How I wished that I could defend him as he did me. But instead, I watched, horrified, as they dragged him to the praetorium and beat him, the sound of the whip on his flesh. We followed his naked and bruised body, stumbling through the streets overshadowed by his large wooden cross. I thought I would faint with the heat, the smell and the barbarism as they gashed his hands and feet and drove nails through them. At the sixth hour, darkness fell upon us. It was only then that I fully understood his words. She has done what she could. She has prepared my body for its burial. And wherever the gospel is preached throughout the whole world, What she has done will also be told in memory of her, he said. This is what I thought about as I stood alone in the dark, devoid of all feeling. The shock had reached me now. This man, the Messiah, I know that he is. They have slaughtered him. This man, my Messiah, our Messiah... How he changed my life. The darkness lasted until about the ninth hour, three o'clock, the time of the sacrifice of the Passover lambs in the temple by the high priest. I watched, mesmerised, as with a loud cry, he gave up his last. There are so many unsaid things that people wish they could say when someone dies. I wanted to say so many things. Why? What was it all for? But mostly to say, I love you. I love you. That was the story of Mary of Bethany. It is by her gesture of great love where she anoints Jesus in preparation for his burial that we hear him say, She has done a beautiful thing for me. 
This, of course, is my inspiration behind the title of the podcast, to offer something also which I hope is beautiful to God. In the scriptures, Mary of Bethany always captured my attention as her devotion to Christ is so courageous as she weathers the criticism of those around her at Simon's house. Ultimately, it is by her complete adoration that Jesus says that wherever the gospel is preached, what she has done will be remembered. It is an act of pure love and faith in Jesus, and it seems clear that this is what he longs for in us, that we may have the same desire to adore him like Mary of Bethany did. So now in prayer, we come to you, Lord. Thank you for your passion. Jesus, we worship you and adore you. Inspire us to see our own beauty and to offer whatever is beautiful in our own lives to you. You are worthy of all the glory, honour and praise. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. I invite you to stay in his presence. Amen. You've been listening to a Beautiful Thing podcast with me, Angela Ward. That was a story of Mary of Bethany. If you want to read the full scripture, I really encourage you to find it in Mark's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 3 to 9. Thank you for listening and please subscribe and share it with a friend. Music